When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys. Hello. Welcome back to another episode of From Blended to Besties. This is the last episode of the season. It's the last episode. I have no idea what number episode it is. Number but it's, 12. It's the finale. <laughs> season finale. This is the finale. Um, thank you to everyone who's been supporting our season and all the kind words. Um, after this, we will be taking a break. Um, we've committed ourselves to soccer. Yes. We are we're in our final form, guys. Actually, I think our final form will be becoming grandparents. We, we'll just say we leveled up. We are full-time soccer moms. Both boys start soccer this week. We had Michael's game last night. He's going to practice twice a week, and they both have games on Saturdays. Yes. So we're going to be full-time soccer momming it up. So we need to have a break. Um, and it's not our first break. After every single season, we've been taking breaks. Yeah. So this is nothing new. It's just yeah. it's break number three again. <laughs> I think just taking the holidays off. You know, and holidays for us, meaning October through December, <laughs> just like we took the summer off to spend yeah, time with the kids, like trying to off. spend more. And that just means more content on Instagram and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, we are uh, coming to our final episode. Thank you again, like I said, for joining us. Uh, this is probably my favorite thing that we do is our podcast. Just love how open and raw we are. And that's what a lot of you tell us as well. So, um, yeah, besides the uh, soccer which first of all no one told me there were so many bugs no one told you there were so many bugs i had a grasshopper a spider oh my god the grasshopper honestly i didn't know whether to like help you out or be like you know what you're a strong independent woman figure it out girl you saw me try to put my ring light together i mean first of all the thing was huge what was it again a grasshopper allegedly i didn't see it (laughs) Do grasshoppers fly? Like, that's my first part. They do? Yeah. Fuck that. I didn't know that until last night. That was terrifying. The thing was, like, this big. It and was. it landed on Megan's neck. Oh, I and didn't I didn't know. know whether to, like, whack her or be like, you know whack what? Me. It's a sacrifice. No, um, whack me. Whack Michael. me. I don't know what to tell you. Your mother's going to have a heart attack. <laughs> um, yeah. Whack me. The cats are. The cats are in the background. Um... <laughs> Yes. No, the cat. Listen, a lot of bugs. Okay. It was not prepared for that. It was also very hot. It was. Um, Florida has not started fall yet. Um, we're not going to start fall until start December fall, 31st. Yeah, until December, unfortunately. <laughs> so we were sweating our butts off. We were. It was. It's, it's a hot mess at the time. Um, so yeah, we have that. I'm going to touch on something I saw on TikTok. And I, the only reason I want to touch on it is because we have also brought it up and I want to know your opinions on it. And I would like to reiterate and just add some more clarification um, to my viewpoint of it as well. So our girl, not our girl, we don't know her, but someone almost got canceled on TikTok. Her name is Michaela. Do you remember Oh, that? the makeup girl? Yeah. Oh, okay. Girl, I'm here. I'm literally trying to figure out. I'm like, our We girl don't know her. Canceled? Yeah. We but don't know her. And I, I, feel like, I feel like <laughs> Michaela's everyone's girl, though, because she's huge on TikTok. Okay. She, she, does, she almost got canceled. For what? For saying that... Uh, Oh, oh, 
oh, oh, oh. Someone I got it. said something about like uh, influencers not being having like a real job or she something. She had a hard she, day, and she said she like, made a and it's a, apparently like an old video. Like all this came out afterwards, but when she first, you know, was it, people were trying to cancel her. She said, "Try being an influencer for the day because yeah. she had worked from like nine o'clock in the morning until like five o'clock in the afternoon yeah. or something, and she got roasted. She did. And we say, you know, we are full time content creators um, as of this year, and we say all the time that you know. We do a lot of shit. And yes, this is a full-time job for us. And it is a lot of work. Yes. Are we grateful? Would I rather be doing my nine to five that I was doing back in the day? Fuck no. Fuck no. This is way cooler. Way We're hustling for ourselves. We get the results with the effort that we put in. Mm -hmm. So it's much more fulfilling. But it is Mm time-consuming, stressful, puts a toll on your mental health sometimes on top of the fact that we also have to be parents um a wife it's like when do we have an hour to take a break sometimes Mm -hmm. Um, no i feel you but she got roasted because i guess people were saying that she was saying um that it was like harder to be like an influencer than like a doctor but that's that's not her saying that they were comparing her to like police officers and doctors and it's like there is no comparison like just like when someone says like they're depressed and can't get out of bed and like someone broke their leg, two very different mm-hmm. things. You cannot compare the two. People yeah. have valid feelings. Like someone could be nervous for a spider. Someone could be nervous for like seeing blood. Like I pass out all the time. Like those are two rational fears. One may seem silly than the other, but like they're still fears. It doesn't matter yeah. if you don't understand it. It's still a freaking fear. Oh, I forgot we can curse on here. Yeah. I'm so confused. We can say fuck on here. <laughs> we just got off Amazon and uh, Amazon. And we like, cursed on their backs. You said shit. I didn't. <laughs> it's been a minute since we've got on Amazon. Um, yeah. So I do. And it is a full-time job for us. Yes. We do a lot of different things. We host a podcast. We have several accounts across all social media platforms. Um, we do a lot. Would I rather be at my nine to five job? Mm-hmm. Fuck no. It is a lot easier this is more time consuming, I will say. Yeah. We put in more hours in this than I did my, in my nine to five job, but this is way, I would take this any day. Being an influencer is so much easier than being mental health wise. No. No. Physically and, and everything like that. Sake. And for our family, this is way easier. And I'm very grateful that we get to do this every single week. Um, yeah. I was just very, I saw that and I was just like, what the fuck? I love that. Yeah, I saw a little bit of that when people were comparing it. And I'm like, y'all can't compare, like, apples and oranges. Like, obviously, a police officer's job is going to be a lot harder and a doctor's job is going to be a lot harder. Yeah. But, like, even, like, teachers' jobs. Like, yeah, there were kids all day. That's still hard and stressful. Like, no, don't negate what people, like, stress out about. Like, even something small and minute, if someone struggles with it, they struggle with it. And I know everyone's like, if you struggle too much, then don't do it. Like, mm-hmm. people do nine-to-five jobs that they completely hate, but they have to do it. And like, we enjoy doing this because we have more freedom with the kids. We get to do more with the kids. Are we choosing to put ourselves in stressful situations sometimes? Yes. But like that, that's like, yeah, this you, is what we're make doing. The make money for you do with them. Yeah. So, um, our podcast today, uh, we've had people, we are very pro stepmom here. You guys know that, um, especially listening to our podcast. I feel like our podcast family knows us a lot more than anyone else does on other social media platforms well, yeah, after that last one the boyfriend's video <laughs> or ex-boyfriends they know us a little too well yeah no. um, you know that we all have our own stepmoms and you know kind of where we stand on a lot of things but people always ask like uh 
about bio moms. You know, like we, we talk a lot about being a stepmom and what bio moms can do to embrace the stepmom. And this one is going to be more about bio moms and, you know, embracing what, I don't know how to say it, like without throwing the other, the influencer under the bus. There was an influencer who did a video and she was basically saying that, you know, you are, bio moms are the mom. I carried you, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, yeah, that is true. And we do talk about a lot on here about, you know. Oh, now I know who you're talking about, girl. I'm going through my head to figure out who you were talking about. And it but, hit me now. you know, yes, you are the bio mom. And I'm not saying, you know, yes, we are very pro step mom, but it doesn't take anything away from being a bio mom. You 100% gave birth to children and all that. So we're going to talk a little bit about bio mom struggles and what I went through personally finding out kind of like my side of it, yes, you know, instead time. of talking about just being a stepmom, today we're going to talk about what I went through, not really talking about the divorce or anything like that, because we all decided as a team, we're not going to talk about that and it's none of y'all's business. So respectfully. Um, Let's so. start really quick though, with explaining what a bio mom is, because we get this question so many times. Oh yeah. I know that people think bio mom, like when you give up a child, you're the bio mom and then there's like foster moms and stuff like that. We use the term bio mom because it just explains who gave birth to the kids. Mm-hmm. We don't call Megan bio mom with the kids. She's obviously mom, but for social media, because everyone's like, who's the stepmom? Who's the real mom? It seems kind of rude to say real mom. We say mm-hmm. bio mom. It's just a term that the co-parenting community uses to differentiate between stepmom and birth mom. And basically. Birth mom. Um, we're not saying that she's like gave up her kids. Um, it's mm-hmm. just to explain the dynamic. Someone said that I gave up my kids? Well, people were like, when you say someone's a bio mom, that means that person gave up the kids. And it's like, yes, when you do adoption, like you have uh, a bio okay. mom and then an adopted mom. But in the co-parenting community, you use bio mom to just explain who's the one who gave birth to the kids. Because if we both say moms, mm-hmm. no one knows what we mean. Like stepmom slash bonus mom because I know a lot of people hate the word stepmom and say you should really say bonus mom we use it to explain to people the dynamic because some people don't know what a bonus mom is I also like it for the drama uh I called in, in real life we we don't really refer to Tiffany as stepmom like for example I asked Bryce's teacher um I said hey can Bryce bring his bonus mom on the field trip with us because I want to volunteer to be a chaperone for the his field trip coming up and I was like can Bryce bring his bonus mom uh-huh she was like, yeah, sure. Like, I don't call her. Can Bryce bring his stepmom? Again, it's yeah. not really his stepmom anyway. But. Yeah, exactly. And it just confuses but, everyone. Yeah, we just say bonus mom. Um, yeah. So I like using stepmom, though, on our videos, though, because people are like, stepmom. Well, just like bio mom, they're like, she shouldn't be titled bio mom if it gets she's them the to mom. Comment, though. She should just be considered a real mom. And I'm like, I'm not calling you a fake mom but if i say mom and stepmom then they think we're together yeah and, that's know, that's another thing too is they think we're in like a relationship yeah. or something so we're just trying to do the term so when people are like who gave birth to the child who's a stepmom she's the bio mom i'm the stepmom they're just terms to explain the dynamic they're just words um that we use for new people those who are established i know they're like you don't have to keep using it we keep using it for new people so they can stop asking us the same questions Period. but megan did not give up her kids there's no adoption. I tried. Tiffany would she not take them. It's just a biological mom. They came out of her hoo-ha, and then I wiped their asses. So Technically, correct. Yes. I gave that. I gave... They did come out of your hoo-ha. Yeah, no. Listen, I was there. It's never been the same since. <laughs> <laughs> Two vaginal births. Two very different experiences. Yep. Which, that's got to be a whole... That's got to be a whole thing one day, too. Talk about... Whew, Bryce flew out, and then Michael took a sweet-ass time. I which, actually, that. and if you look at life... 
that's pretty much the way that it is. Michael taking forever and Bryce yeah. just being like 100 miles an hour. That's pretty much my whole birth story right there. <laughs> that's true. Um, so, yes, like I said, we're very pro stepmom here. We love we love stepmoms. You know, let's give them all a round of applause and have a moment of silence for your stepmom. Sorry. That wasn't just, silent, but I was um, Yeah, so I have notes here because I actually we didn't do a we didn't film our podcast last week because Tiffany was sick, so we're having to. She got a goddamn paragraph and a half. So you guys are listening to this. I probably just edited this, you know, twenty minutes ago, and it's up. So, so I made notes. Um, so if I'm looking down, if you guys are watching it on YouTube and you see my, uh, I'm very tan. You can comment on that yeah, below. Can we talk Hashtag about loving that? tan. Go on YouTube, guys. She's much darker than me. Like I look pale. I know. I also I... forgot to put bronzer on, but that's besides the point. Listen, loving tan. Code Bro, look at the blush, though. Remember how you put a bunch of blush? That shit, you can see it. It's not, like, dramatic, but you can see it. That was the point. Oh, I'm sure it was. Was it put a lot of blush on, though. Listen, we were, we were in a rush. Um, so, listen, I want to reiterate again. Not everyone's going to be best friends. We have a relationship that we've all been working on for years and years and years and years. Anyway. Not everyone's going to be best friends. Uh, it, we've It's taken a long time for us to get here. We get that. That's not what we're saying. We're not saying that you guys have to be best friends to have healthy co-parenting relationships. We're just showing you what can happen if everyone puts their differences aside and that it can happen. You know? Yes. All right. With that being said, being a bio mom, I want to reiterate that you are the mom. Period. Biologically, every, every, in every sense, you gave birth to those kids. We here at Moms of Tampa understand that you are the mom. Loving your stepmom, having the kids appreciate and respect and have a relationship with your stepmom takes nothing away from the fact that you carried them for nine months, birthed them out of your vagina, breastfed them, slept with them, been puked on, pooped on, pissed on. Like It takes nothing away from your experience and how close you are with your kids. Yeah. I understand that. And we are not pushing saying that, you know, you guys are on the same level to an extent, you know what I mean? Like, but your title is still your title. Your title is still your title. And a healthy stepmom will see that and acknowledge that and respect that. Where you are not a healthy stepmom should not be taking that away. Yes. Um, that is part of the whole bio mom stepmom thing. Like, mm -hmm. you have to have common sense. A bio mom did birth those kids; those are her kids. Remember Period. that. And I think it goes the same way with dads too. I mean. A, a father will never understand a relationship a mother has with her kids. You literally carried those babies inside your body, birthed them out, fed them from your teats. Your body will never be the same because of you you having those kids. Like the relationship you have, no one except for you and your kids will understand, period. I mean, not taking that away at all. Um, That's probably why my mommy always uses that sentence. She's like, I brought you in this world. I can take you out. <laughs> no, it's true. <laughs> uh, only a mom can say that. <laughs> um, yeah. I also wanted to say that uh, it was never in my plans to get divorced. It's not like I got married one day and was like, you know what? I'm, I just think I want a new one. This one is just like, I'm getting older now and this was fun. But like, I, you know, I was 22 years old when I got divorced and I was super embarrassed. I got married at 18. I thought I was proving something to the world, you know, told my family I'm getting married. They told me, you know, it's probably not the best idea. We got married. We made it four and a half years. Great. We got divorced. I was hella embarrassed, okay, to have to go to my family and be like, nah, you were right. Like, I didn't want to leave Michael with. It was a very, very, very tough decision for both of us. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's not something that we just decided overnight. 
no one wants to get divorced. It's messy. It's sad. It's heartbreaking. Like, I mean, obviously it worked out for the best for all of us and that's great, but it's, that's not the goal here. We're not saying you need to go out there and get divorced either. I think people don't realize that it's not something you took lightly. Mm -hmm. It's not something you would just sign the paper and you're like, okay, like you're losing the future that you thought you were going to have. And oh, hundred percent. People always say that it's like, why get divorced? Like you act like it's such an easy decision. Like she just made it like one day. It was the like hardest decision yeah, I've ever made in my ever life. Understand that or even realize that with some of the comments that we get. Oh yeah. It was, I mean, I was so angry. I was, I felt betrayed. I was just the whole life I had planned out for us was literally gone. And I had to, I had to do it for myself because we were not raising Michael in a healthy environment. It wasn't healthy for me. It wasn't healthy for him. It, and, and I was so embarrassed and sad and literally never wanted to get married again. Like I was like, mm, I'm done, you know, whatever. Um, hold on. Mike and I were super petty. <laughs> Mike and I can be a little petty. Okay. <laughs> we were uh, we were very petty with each other. Him and I never really had any kind of closure either. I, When we decided to divorce, I just left. Like I was like ripping the bandaid off because I would have never left. I just left, period. And it was really, really, really hard it, for, for both of us. Just to show you... Mike was in college when we were together. He was in college and worked at one point three jobs. And then he, for the majority of the time, he had two jobs. I was with Michael 100% of the time, every single day. I didn't have family that would take Michael for me. Maybe like once a year, my dad would take Michael. I was with Michael at 22, 21, 20 years old, every single day. Cause we couldn't afford daycare. We were, were poor a, as hell. Stay-at-home mom at the time? I almost I mean, mom. I nannied on the side. I had a couple families that I was nannying for out of my home. But, mm -hmm. yeah, like, we could not afford daycare. We were living in Clearwater at the time, and Clearwater is just an expensive city. We had a friend we were renting from, so our rent wasn't bad. But daycare and everything in that area was crazy. There was, mm -hmm. And I also didn't want to stick my kid in a freaking rinkety-dink daycare just so I could go to work and just pay for daycare. So mm -hmm. it was cheaper for me to stay home. Mike worked his ass off. Which, again, was hard on our marriage. But, again, people ask all the time, oh, if things were different, would you have worked out? The answer is no. <laughs> we, no. It doesn't matter what circumstance would have changed. If he would have worked less and I would have had a job and we would have had more money, no, nothing would have changed. We would have ended up divorced anyway. Um, if anything, it would have prolonged it and we would have been worse. Um, so, yeah, I was with Michael every single day, all day. Michael and I were attached at the hip all day, every day, which again, which is part of the reason I went through my depression because I was literally having no other human interaction mm -hmm. except for my son. My marriage was falling apart, whatever. Um, so when I say that co-parenting was literally the hardest thing I've ever had to like set myself, myself aside for, I just want to paint that picture that I was, you know, Mike was gone all the time. And having to, and I'm not saying Mike was a shitty dad. Mike was, he was a good dad when he was present, but the facts is facts. And he just, he was working to provide for us. So he wasn't there as much as I was. So when we did separate and divorce and I had to give him Michael, it was very, very, very hard on me because I felt like personally 
why do you get to have him some of the times when you don't even know how to take care of him? Mm -hmm. You know, he's with me all the time. He's my baby. He was, you know, you were gone. Why do I have to give you my time with him when you weren't even there? And with you having like an established routine and then now you're oh, yeah. like knowing everything. He but. didn't. Yeah. I, I, and even when he would take Michael, you know, I mean, he was still working a lot of the times and I had my mom, I, you know, growled up and went back to my mom and she was helping me raise Michael a lot of the times, but he didn't have clothes for him. He didn't have, I took everything mm -hmm. and I was with Michael and putting myself aside for Michael uh, again was, it did not happen overnight. We, like I said, we were very petty. We weren't good to each other for a long time. Um, it was, it was very, very, very difficult to do. And then when he started dating you, that was, I mean, we've already talked about that in the past podcast. I'm not going to bring all that up, but it was, it was very difficult to be okay with someone else being around my son. Mm -hmm. It wasn't, it wasn't. I was pretty level-headed again because I did have my own stepmom and I was glad that someone, as, as, I don't want to sound shitty and I'm sorry, but someone was there to help Mike take care of Michael. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because again, Mike wasn't there a lot and he just, he, when he was there, you know, he was able to take care of him, but I just didn't feel he was able to take care of him as good as I could take care of him because, you know, I was really around him. Mm -hmm. Michael, his whole life. Mm -hmm. so we, like I said, we weren't really good co-parenting wise for the longest time. And I really had to change the way I viewed things so that we could get to a good place in co-parenting. I was just about to ask you that. Yeah. I get a lot of questions. I'm playing devil's advocate over here. A lot of people always ask like, how do you separate yourself? Cause obviously when you go through a breakup, it's like, you don't want to see that person or that person's not healthy for you. And you just want to move on with your life. But when you get divorced and you have a child, you're trying to move on with your life, but that person is still there in yeah. a different capacity. Like how do you separate your feelings from the divorce with feelings of like co-parenting? Cause you would essentially have to wear two different hats when you're doing this. And people always ask us all the time, like, how do you do? And I'm like, Oh no, I didn't go through it. What really helped me was just, I mean, honestly being by myself a lot. Like I used to never, like I said, I always had a kid at my hip. Like I was never by myself. I literally got married at 18 was with him mm -hmm. till I was 22 when we got divorced, I really took that time to find myself. I went out with my girlfriends. I would go out by myself. I literally like found out who I was as a person, what I liked, what I didn't like, what my style was. Like I had no idea any of that. My only identity before was being a mom. That was it. I never went to college. I never did anything like that. Like I was a mom. So when I didn't have Michael, I really used that time to go out and find myself. I dated and I dated a variety of different people. I went out by myself and I would go out to the movies by myself. Okay. I would go out to dinner by myself. Tell like me. that really helped me find myself and just really helped me get over the fact that, holy shit, you know, my marriage ended. Like, it honestly felt like the second half of my life was beginning. Like I, that's how I tried to view it at least. Like mm -hmm. you really get to like reinvent yourself now. So that's what I did. I went out and I lived my best life. And that's where a lot of those stories came from. <laughs> I really did. And I'm grateful every day, you know, I mean, my mom and I don't get along. We don't speak now, but she really did make it so I got to have essentially a second chance to find myself because she really wanted me to get over Mike too. <laughs> but 
yeah, it, it was, it was difficult. Mike and I, I mean, as, as sad it is, as it is, I mean, even when we were married, we would always talk about that should have been red flag. Number one, what would happen if we got divorced? <laughs> like you're like a, a like backup a backup plan. Plan. <laughs> so if we got divorced, so, I mean, like, honestly, I mean, it did work out because we, we held true. We said we would always be respectful to each other. You know, we would always be in each other's lives in a healthy manner. It took time to get there because, you know, you are hurt. And me, like I've said before in the past, like I let go of my marriage while I was still in my marriage. Like, the majority of the hurt and pain that I felt, I felt it while we were still married. And he kind of like watched me hurt. And then his pain and stuff he felt after we had already separated. So when he was going through his shit, I w- I looked very like unsympathetic, yeah. I guess. And he was just like, why can you move on so fast? I was like, I moved on like six months ago, bud. Like, There's a ton of articles that say that, that women mourn during and then mourn after mm-hmm. because women see what's coming and men don't see it until afterwards yep no 100 percent. you're going you're both going through the same thing but at different times um and i think people don't realize that even if people are accepting and ready to divorce like both people are gonna mourn it's it's your whole lives are changing Mm -hmm. so yeah no honestly dating a lot i'm telling you really 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 helped because i and don't just date the same kind of guy. I think a lot of people make that same mistake because you'll get divorced and then you kind of like, except for Mike, I mean, it worked out for him. <laughs> Dating the exact same person. That's um, my but <laughs> for me, it really helped me figure out like what I wanted in a person and what I didn't because there were some qualities I really liked in Mike and then there were some qualities that I was just like never again. And it, it really helped, yeah, figure out exactly what kind of person I liked and which person I found you to be more friendly and which person, you know, whatever. So it was also super hard on Michael and I knew it was going to be really hard on Michael, which also broke my heart. And I think kind of like delayed it. Cause I say it all the time. Like Mike and I, we shouldn't even have lasted four years. Like it should have been cut a lot sooner. Did you guys tell, cause I don't remember as a kid of my point of view, but did you guys tell Michael that you guys were divorcing? Was he too little to like, you know, like, do you tell a kid that? Like, I know older kids, you obviously sit down and talk to them about it. But, like, with younger kids, do you just, like, divorce and separate? And he just sees, like, his parents in two different homes? Or is I honestly, like I'm going to be completely honest. I don't really remember. A lot of the stuff, there's a big chunk of a lot of my life that I just don't remember. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Um, I don't really remember having, I remember Michael crying when I would, when I would drop him off, which, you know, he didn't understand that, you know, daddy couldn't come with us and vice versa. Like whenever I would have to give him to Mike, he would cry hysterically. And let me tell you one thing you should never do. Do not ever, if your child is crying because they don't want to go see their other parent, encourage that shit. Don't be like, oh, well, that hurts my feel. Or have the other parent, if you're the one that's, you know, let's say, you know, Michael's going to your house or whatever, and he's crying that he doesn't want to. That hurts my feelings. Why would you, because that's making the kid feel guilty and vice versa as well. Don't play into that shit. Like, aren't you going to miss me? Like if your kid's yeah. super excited to go over to the other parent's house, 
I see moms say that it's like, I'm going to miss you so much. I'm going to be so lonely without you. Yeah, like, don't, don't do that, that shit. Child. Exactly. Yeah. Do not. Like, it's a very delicate situation. They should just, they shouldn't have to feel guilty and worried about you. Like, what happens if I leave mommy? Like, don't do that. Encourage them to, you're going to have such a great time. I'll see you when you get back. Yeah. You can say, I miss you. Like, I'm going to miss you so much, but you're going to have so much fun. I cannot wait to hear what you're doing with daddy, blah, blah, blah. Because that, you're just going to make the situation like a million times worse. Like, how would you feel on the receiving end of that? Yeah. Me, I would be pissed. And I was pissed. And that, listen, don't do that to your kids. There's a, encourage them, like I said, to go see the other parent. You're going to miss them. You'll find things to do. Like I said, go hang out with friends, do something. You'll be fine. Um, It is heartbreaking to see your kids cry. I have another question that just got brought up with that. What's up? What did you do in your time? A lot of people say like when they're without Girl, their kids, I went out and partied. They don't know what to do. <laughs> no, I went out a lot. I I didn't have so I'm sorry, I'm trying to think of no, all the I'm questions that people too. send us. I'm trying to think. So again, mind you, this was like almost ten years ago. <laughs> I there wasn't a lot of time that I didn't have Michael. Because back in the day, Mike used to live, I think he was living with Rich. Yes. And Mike worked. So he couldn't have Michael. We didn't have Michael in daycare and he was too young for school. So I had Michael the majority of the time. And I think he would only get Michael maybe like, oh my God, there's a little lizard right there. Do you see what's in my window? Oh my God, he's so cute. Um, He would have Michael either like every other weekend or then randomly sometimes he would get him for like a week. Or sometimes it would just be for, like, the afternoon. Like, there were several times where he'd be like, hey, you want to go see a movie together? And him and I would go take Michael to see a movie or have lunch or something just so he could see him. Um, When I wasn't with Michael, I was either working or I was out. I was outside, girl. Like, I'm not proud to say, but I was probably drinking because I was very lonely. Like okay, I didn't I know what to do. Dive, bop it. I wasn't laughing about the no, drinking. I was, I was going to say bop it. No, I was. I was outside. I was outside, if you know what I mean. I, I mean, I really was. That's what I did. Not proud. And if I looked, if I could go back and change, I would have probably maybe got a hobby or something. I mean, it's, but it's how you coped. It's how then. I coped. I drank a lot. Not when I had Michael, but if I, was, if I didn't have Michael, I was at the bar, probably. Or working. Or at the bar. <laughs> That's what I did. I mean, I, and I say it's because, you know, like I never really got to do that when I was younger. Like when I was with Michael, I didn't have anyone to watch Michael. Yeah. Like Mike and I never went out on, on any dates or anything like that. So I went out. I went out all over the place, all over Tampa. You saw me? No, you didn't. <laughs> uh, um. So that's what I did. Not my proudest moment. I would definitely suggest maybe like working out or <laughs> doing like pottery or something, something yeah, healing get a yourself. hobby definitely doing something don't yes. sit home and sulk I see a lot of yeah. people that are sad and just like find something to look forward to so you don't put yourself in like a depressive state yeah for sure that is 100% because a lot of people you you are more than a mother and I think it's really easy to get caught up in being a mother because it is so important obviously you're raising humans and you love them so much but you really, really, really lose yourself. Mm -hmm. And when you don't have your kids, you just, you feel like you're nothing without them. And you are, you were a person before you had kids and you'll be someone, you know, when they're at their dad's house too. Um, Reading a lot of books, I think would be, I used to read all the time. Really? Yeah. Not when I was after my divorce because I was drinking all the time, but (laughs) 
I, girl, let me tell you what a really embarrassing story. And this is something I'm not proud of, but I would like to apologize in advance to anyone I may have offended. So back in the day when I was drinking. Oh, yeah. So I was uh, drinking a lot back in the day. I mean, talking like at least a six pack, like every single night. And for me, oh, yeah, girl, a beer. (laughs) Damn. I mean, then I didn't have Michael. Again, sometimes it was only like one day a week, but Uh still. Yes, it Listen, wasn't an everyday thing. Just to yeah, just people. I wasn't an alcoholic. Let me make that very clear. But if I didn't have my kid, I was probably drinking. So, girl, I was drinking one time, and I was sending Snapchats to people. And one of them, I was wearing like, these little tiny booty shorts, and I was shaking my bootay, and I accidentally posted to my story instead of sending it who to where I uh, was going to send it to. DMs, it, was a- it was my public story, but I was so drunk, like I didn't know. So my boss the next day at work was like. Why did you post that video of you shaking your ass on Snapchat? And my mother did too. She was like, hey, Megan, I saw this video of you on Snapchat of you shaking your butt. And I was like, damn, Snapchat. And girl, it wasn't like me in a mirror. I was like under, like I had the camera like, eh. <laughs> First of all, the worst angle. Secondly, don't do Snapchat when mm. you're drinking. You're no, I learned that. You're it the next I day anyways. learned that the hard way uh, and never did that again. Um, and to this day, I don't really use Snapchat anymore too much because I'd be doing embarrassing stuff like that. Okay. But another question. Another I just question. Keep thinking of them. I'm sorry. No, I'm you should. This is this it. is good. A lot of people struggle when they see because you go from like your own nuclear family to mm-hmm. getting divorced to seeing your ex spouse basically having his own little family again and with so, your kids. Yeah, with your kids, mm-hmm. and then most of the time, or at least the comments that we get, the woman hasn't moved on, but the man has. How? Did you work through that? About seeing you guys? Yeah. One, I didn't look, especially in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, 100%. I did not want to see it. Uh, I knew that it was happening. And, you know, Michael would come home and tell me all about the stuff that you guys would do. But me, I did not want to see it. it. That's when you become obsessive and stalking and stuff like that. I just didn't – I didn't know what you looked like. I didn't know – I knew your name was Tiffany. And that's it for a really long time. It wasn't until uh, a girl that I worked with, she was nosy and she had looked you up and she told me you were 18, which you weren't. I know, I was not 18. (laughs) She told me you were. And uh, I was like, what the fuck? And uh, yeah, I still, she was the one who was looking on your profile and she would tell me stuff. And I was like, okay. And then eventually I ended up seeing you. I saw you in person before I saw you on social media because I also had Mike blocked on a lot of things. So because mm-hmm. I didn't even want him popping up in my feed, like I didn't look Just at his shit. It, possibly, yeah, I didn't look at anything of his. I didn't even know your name to look you up, mm-hmm. and I had deleted a lot of his um, friends and family. The only one that I had was Dan and Rachel, and they didn't really talk to him anyways. I kind of mm-hmm. got them. If there was a getting in the divorce, I kind of got Dan and Rachel, but. Um, and we're not talking about like petty wise. I think a lot of people. My advice would be don't look. Like mm-hmm. honestly, like if it's in the beginning and you're still hurting, I have that. And maybe don't compare yourself because I know it hurts yeah. them. Like a lot of we see we get comments from bio moms all the time saying like it hurts them that they don't have their nuclear family and then they're watching the family that could have been theirs essentially like with yeah. someone else and it's like don't compare it. Like don't make it seem like oh he has his own family now and you're an outsider. Like. Don't, you also, don't compare yourself because you're going to, like, destroy yourself in that way. Yeah. And then, I mean, it. you know, you guys, he started dating you before I had met Travis for a couple of years. Like, mm-hmm. 
you guys were together and you know you guys were doing the whole family thing or whatever and I knew eventually my time would come yeah and I wanted to find someone of quality I didn't just want to be like okay well they're good they have a family I need to get one now too you know what I mean I was really what I'm telling you I really took the time and really made it a point because I had my own issues like I have no problem admitting my issues that I had in our divorce I'll be the first one to tell you it was definitely 50 50 it wasn't just him um and I knew I had some issues that I needed to get through um so I really I, I worked on myself I went to therapy I really did try and when I felt like I was in a good place I started dating casually and then I ended up meeting Travis and we started he was the first guy I actually dated like like a real relationship that wasn't just like a here now out of the blue three o'clock in the morning kind of relationship um what was the question like seeing like your your spouse have oh yeah feeling like you so you will eventually get your your time is what I'm saying like take time to find yourself and make sure you're finding someone quality so you don't end up in the same position again and yes I mean it's gonna suck because you don't want to see your kids essentially like like you said, like someone else living your life. It, yes. it sucks. But no, your time is coming. And you know what matters the most is your kids seeing you happy. You know what I mean? So don't get in a shitty relationship. And you being in that marriage would show your kids what a relationship is not supposed to look like. You know, you want your kids to be happy. You're modeling life for them. And I think that's what kind of pushed me through. I had no hate towards you because I didn't want him. Yeah, I, I left. So I didn't want him. So why am I going to sit there and hate him for moving on? Mm-hmm. What else was he supposed to do? Just be single forever yeah. until I found somebody and then it was okay for him to find somebody. Mm-hmm. You don't get to choose how quickly – if you guys are divorced and split up, like, you don't get to tell them how quickly they can move on, you know? So being trying to be, like, as level-headed as possible. And, again, talking to my own stepmom really helped out a lot. And then just really trying to enjoy being single helped out a lot, too. Having good friends around me, going out, living my life um, – Really, really, really helped. And I think also helped. And not looking at, not stalking him on social media, not looking at her social media, and really taking time to heal before I was mentally prepared for that. Because I, listen, I do that with everybody though. I become not friends with someone anymore. I'm blocking you and deleting you so I don't have to look at you anymore. Because I don't want to be that person who's like, becoming obsessed becoming obsessed. Yeah. It's unhealthy. It's going to hurt you. It's going to hurt your mental health. And then, like, how are you supposed to, like, if I was secretly hating on you and like, you know, stalking, like, we, girl, how was I ever supposed to build like a healthy relationship with you or Mike, you know? No, I agree. Another thing that we see a lot is people talking about um, what the spouse is doing, the ex-spouse is doing or what their family is doing and realizing that you can only control your own home. Yeah. Which I know is so hard that for is so many very, bio moms. very, very. I think it's hard for both parties. It's not just bio moms. I think for bio dads too. Well, I mean for bio, I guess bio, bio moms. Parents. In the, bio parents in the sense of when someone is toxic and you want so badly to help control the situation, but you can't yeah. do anything outside of your own home. Like even if you're seeing something that makes you uncomfortable, that is bothering you, that you're questioning, like if it's not your home, as much as you want to keep the child away or say something or if it's something dangerous or something like that, take it to court. If you are, if your response is, well, the court isn't going to do anything or it's not big enough to go to court, then it's not big enough to go to court. Yes. You know what I mean? Like all you can do, listen, and this is going to suck, but this is something that I had to realize. 
All you can do is when your kids are home with you, just raise your kids, instill some good values in them. If they're watching something they're not supposed to be watching over at their dad's house, just try your best to reiterate, hey, you know, you are in charge of what you watch over there. Your dad's not going to force your eyes open. If If you know something that you're not supposed to be watching, you don't have to watch it. Go to your room, read a book, call me, something. Like, all you can do is just enforce good values on your kids. It's going to be up to your kids what they decide to do. You can't, you can talk to dad about it, but if dad's like, nah, I don't give a shit, whatever, like. Mm-hmm. Keeping, keeping at least your side positive, especially we've seen situations where bio moms talk to us about like the dads try to create the instant families and do the whole like, mm-hmm. this is your new mommy now, as much as it could be hurting for a bio mom. You have to like, it sucks, like be the bigger person and just be like, dad, you know, daddy's happy with someone new, but like, I'll always be your mommy type of thing. Like reminding the child that you're still the mom and you're there, but also trying to show a positive on the dad side to know, like when your child grows up, they're going to see who is toxic and who oh, yeah, And you have to sure. kind of remember that you can be angry and pissed, but that's not for the child to see. And exactly, it sucks that you have to be the bigger person because I feel bad for so many bio parents who have to be the bigger people. Yeah, the kids will see it eventually. Like, we talk about it all the time. Um, They will see. And, yes, it sucks with, you know, people coming in and out of your kid's life or whatever. But just love your kids. Just love your kids and be – it's not your kid's fault. Don't take it out on your kids. Oh, you shouldn't be calling her this. Or, oh, you know. Don't use your kid as, like, a – Do not use your kid as a bargaining tool. Yeah. So professional. Jesus Christ. Don't be um, telling the kid, being like, this is stupid that your dad is doing that. Don't I mean, talk shit. Yeah. Your kid's not your buddy, okay? Like, don't be talking shit about the other parent to your kids. And if you're going to talk shit about the other parent, if you're going to do it on the phone, step outside. Yeah. D- do it, you know, over text. Away from the kid. Do not do yeah. it where the kid can overhear you because either, guess what? Either one, the kid's going to hold on to that and be like, wow, you know, they that is part of your kid. The other parent is 50% of your kid, period. They're going to feel bad. Or two, they're going to go and run and tell the other parent. Or like, hey, sides. yeah, like, take sides and be like, hey, mommy start- said this. I heard, mommy said that, you know, she was blah, 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 blah. And then that's going to be the other parent fighting with you. And then the kid's going to feel guilty because you guys are fighting. But he felt like he was protecting the other parent. Like, just don't. Just it don't. Do and not. if it like backfires, like you see little kids who get like defensive or over defensive, their parents, yeah. they're going to be like, don't talk about my dad like that. Now it looks like yeah. you're the bad guy because you're upset. You got to have to. Don't do it. I mean, listen, if you want to talk shit about the other parent, I'm all for it. Okay. But oh, yeah. do it privately. You can be the bigger person in front of the child. You can be petty Betty in the privacy of your own home. Correct. With your girlfriends. With your girlfriends <laughs> over a glass of wine. Okay. Just you do not have to do that in front of your kids. It is not your kid's problem that you guys got divorced. Okay. He's just trying to live his best life. Just let him live. Um, I also wanted to say that we have been doing this again, like I said, for eight years. So if you guys are two years into your divorce, we're not saying that you guys are going to look like this because you might not. Okay. We, it's taken us a long time, a lot of blood, sweat, and tears to get to where we are. You know, Mike and I are still a work in progress to this day. Um, this is, this takes a long time. And I think a lot of people forget that because we've only been on social media for almost two years. And people think that, oh, you know, goals. Yes, we are goals. I'm not trying to lie. We are. <laughs> If that was not the cockiest thing I ever heard. No, but I mean, like, it's everything I've ever wanted and all of, you know, my co-parenting dreams have come true. It's the, it's the truth. And, but it's taken a lot of times and we are extremely lucky that we're all on the same page, but I don't want to people to think that this is the only way to co-parent. It's not, 
like or it's, that you failed if you haven't yeah that you this. failed if you you don't have to be at this level listen goals is also just sitting all next to each other at a baseball game if you guys are all sitting next to each other cheering on your kid and your kid can look out on the field and you guys are all next to each other he doesn't have to scan around mm-hmm. or Even if t- y'all aren't saying a word to each other listen that's goals that is all my, i wish my parents could have done that you know same. what i mean actually yeah. same Goals. Instead of having to pick who do you want their mom or dad. Period. Sucks. Yeah. Goals. Like some people message us and say that it's been like 16 years and they're just now talking. Mm-hmm. That's that's goals. That's amazing. And then some people get together and, you know, they they click automatically. But that doesn't mean it's going to long last long term. You got people on here who they just bring random women into their kids' life and their best friends within a couple months. And then, you know, them and the baby daddy are getting separated yeah. in six months. And then it's like. What happened to that? So it just having a good, solid, healthy foundation to start with and then building off of that, you have to have respectful boundaries, um, being happy with each other, having healthy communication, and then building off of that. Just don't try to like, hey, we, we met once and this is really cool. Like, let's yeah. do everything together now because you can get burnt out really easily. And it could be a lot, especially for the people who got um, divorced. It can be a little overwhelming sometimes because you guys got divorced for a reason and listen, it's fine. <laughs> Another question that we get all the time. Do you think if there was cheating involved, you could do the same exact thing all over again? Um, I believe we answered this in another podcast, but I will gladly, I think it was season one. I'll be happy to answer it again. Um, if there was cheating involved for me personally, Mind you, I have been cheated on before in the past, not by Mike. So a lot of people be like, you can't really answer this because I I can. Um, I know myself and especially the mental state that I'm in now. I think that I would be able to. I think it would have taken a lot longer. Mm -hmm. Um, But my viewpoint on it is if you cheated on me, I, I'm not with you anymore. So, I mean, like, what do I care what you do with any other woman? Like, it's not my problem to worry about if you're cheating on me anymore. It's the next girl. So, it's it's you, boo, that has to worry now. I think that I could be friendly. Um, it's yeah. not your problem anymore. It would have taken a long time, I feel like, but I, we would have gotten divorced anyway. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that's and my a, answer on that. A lot of people that ask that, like, if you're choosing to divorce, like, that was the way that you coped with the cheating co-parenting you're gonna have to do period yeah i mean you're gonna have to do it anyway so either you can be salty and have a really shitty co-parenting or you can get over it i mean you guys already divorced what else do you want that's what i'm saying like when people say like how do you deal with it if you don't want to be best friends with that person because you can't stand them that's fine but you need to figure out something healthy for the child's Mm -hmm. sake like even if it's just smiling kindly so the child sees that you aren't bitter and rude and then you can hate that person from mm-hmm. behind a corner or something. Yep. And you never have to worry about that person cheating on you again. You know what I mean? Because you're not with them anymore. He's with yes. someone else. I just thought about that. Yep. You never have to worry about it anymore. So you can have a good, decent co-parenting relationship without having to worry like, hey, is this person going to, do you know what I mean? Because you don't have to worry about it. You're not with them anymore. So, yes. but that's my opinion. I know a lot of people have a lot of opinions on that. I'm just stating mine. That's how I would deal with it. And my mentality behind it, that would help me kind of like, um, push it through mm-hmm. so yeah getting to know the people raising your kids that's a big thing people are like i don't want to get to know her blah, 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 blah. why not i was actually gonna say like oh, kind of tying it into that the people who either don't want to do this while someone else does or the people who do want to do this without it don't force people to do anything that 
they don't want to do, that doesn't mean you have to give up co-parenting completely mm-hmm. or healthy yeah. co-parenting completely. If Megan wanted to be a BFF, B, BFFs and I did it, she's not going to just be like, fuck you, fuck off. Like mm-hmm. we would still have to find some sort of happy medium for all of us to be together. And don't, yeah. you can be upset about it. I know a lot of people say like, they'll never be able to have it and it makes them sad. Mm-hmm. But as long as you're showing the child something positive and healthy, you're doing what needs to be done. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do anything further. You can make friends somewhere else. You don't need to make friends to do co-parenting. It's I okay. agree. But with that being said, me personally, I feel like you should. I'm not saying you don't, You got to be best friends, but I think you should get to know the people who are raising your kids, especially if you have 50-50 custody, shit, any kind of custody. Your kid's going to be away from you 50% of the time. Yeah. You should know what kind of household they're in. You Create should know. communication. Yeah. Like that's what freaked me out the most about getting divorced. It wasn't the fact that Mike was going to be moving on and starting a new family. It was what's going on behind closed doors when I'm not there. You know what I mean? And Michael was little. It's not like he can come home and tell me every single little thing. So my main thing was not that I was trying to be nosy or whatever. I just wanted to know like what what's going on. I mean, I think any parent does. You know, and I wanted Mike to know what was going on in my house, too, because Mike is very nosy as well. Which kind of bewilders me that there's moms and dads out there, bio parents who say, like, it's the responsibility of between mom and dad. Like, I don't want to get to know the step parent. I don't want to talk to them. I fucking know I do. But, like, <laughs> the, I get that they say, like, yes, it's the dad's responsibility. But what if the dad has an emergency? He chooses the stepmom to take care of the child in there. Like you're going to be upset about it, but now you created no form of communication. So like, do you know if she's prepared to take care of the Do you child? even have do your you phone number? Like, on? yeah. Like, what's happening? Like dad's number? at work or something like that. And he can't call you or, you know, like you need someone to tell you where the hospital is or something. He doesn't answer his phone. His phone's in the other room. You don't have the phone number to call the stepmom. Like when Michael broke his leg, like what, could you imagine if I didn't, if Mike didn't answer his phone or you guys were at a restaurant, his phone was on silent, like, and I didn't yeah. have your number. How would you know that Michael was in the hospital? Mm-hmm. Like, and also so like the weird. Whole- I know people, some people have left comments on our page saying that. Um, Call that. What's your name? <laughs> the bio parents have like made packs or promises that it's like they would only parent the children. But when you get a divorce, like, do you think that your ex-spouse is going to hold on to that thing? Because they may not. They may be like, no, it's just always going to be me and you. And then they're at home having set parent parent the child. Like you should still form that communication because things may change. And you're mm. going to be like, it's only my child, but it may not be like that. You, you might want to be informed or you're going to be the odd man out. Yeah. I don't know, man. And get to know – the child is already getting to know the person. You might as well too. Like just – you should get a feel for the person. Like just get to know I them. agree. No, I agree 100%. Now, with that being said, you know, getting to know the step-parents, let me just say if you are in a relationship with someone for three months, you are not a step-parent. Yes. You are, first of all, in my opinion, you, sh- you shouldn't even be meeting the children three months into someone's relationship anyway, because I don't even know if I like you with three months with, into us dating. Oh, like you don't know, you don't know if you like the person that you're dating. Yeah. You're still <laughs> falling out, right? I'm the opposite girl. I follow them within a week. I can't I can, but like these people who are having like calling themselves blended families and shit and you guys Instant, have only been together yeah. for three months. No, but it took us years to you know even start calling ourselves a blended family we were always co-parenting but i mean i think that we're pretty blended now but i don't know man like girlfriends after three months i mean and then you got the people i can't even say shit because i also got married three months after meeting mike so i i think the fine line is so weird because then i would be like well technically i'm a stepmom but 
that it, it's just so hard because I know when I first met Michael, I was terrified because one, yeah, it wasn't my kid and I knew it wasn't my kid. I wasn't going to be like, oh my God, I want to be a mommy. I was like in a sorority, young, living my best life. Yeah. Oh my God. Don't get me started. Yeah. Like Michael, I thought kids, you know, at certain ages could wipe their asses. And the fact that Michael was still at the age that he couldn't wipe his ass that I was like, oh hell no. He's either in diapers or potty trained. I didn't know there was an in-between There thingy. is girl. Um, so I was definitely nervous and terrified. And I know some people are very excited to hit mommy mode pretty quickly. I was just like, this You're thing kind is of alive. Into it too. Yeah. So it's just like, it's scary, but you, you earn the title. You do the blood, sweat and tears. Yeah. It's such a fine line to like, kind of figure out like, when do you go from daddy's girlfriend to, cause you know, like, like we've said in previous podcasts, like some people don't get married. Yeah. So it's like, how long? I don't think there's a time. I think it's like a bond like the more because you could be with someone for two years and never bond with that child and you're not going to be considered a step parent Mm -hmm. like I think it's a bond thing well I don't Um, know that's up to you you would be the only one that has that answer when did you when did you feel I have no idea I think there was just one time we went to the school thing for Michael and Michael said that like I was a stepmom and I was just like oh like because I wasn't sure (laughs) and then I didn't want you well when did no when did you feel like then at what moment if you had to think that you were like my stepson or I this is this is this little human's gonna be with me for a long time or I really like this kid I think one of the times that he got sick because I felt so bad and then because like I didn't know what to do like and so note to self if you want to bond with your stepchildren <laughs> get your kids sick no but I think it was Mike's time to have Michael he was sick and then I don't know like do we give him back to you and it looks like we're shitty people because we can't take care of a sick child but like you mm-hmm. know like when a child is sick they want to mostly be with a female mom type of figure Michael's Mike's not gonna like coddle him hold him the way a mother does he can try but it's not the same so then I try to do that and it's like am I overstepping boundaries am I not and then when he's cuddling he was like okay this is kind of cute <laughs> and then like you're like mm, there goes the ovaries hurting type of thing Aww. so it's like that that type of thing I think when like I realized that I was like is this what it's like to be a mom and you're like taking his temperature and then like mm-hmm. not having any sleep because you have to wake up every single night to make sure they're still breathing like I think that that was it when I like couldn't when I lost my fucking sleep actually when I could like before I could sleep rock solid <laughs> and then when like Michael's like a little bit of a cough then Mike is like I didn't hear anything last night I was like yeah he was like coughing 10 times like I kept getting up to make sure he was okay like I think that's when it hit me that I was like is this what a mom is feeling is like to like never sleep again 24 7 the anxiety that's what I knew I fucked up <laughs> that's what I was telling Michael the other day I was talking about um no actually it wasn't Michael I was talking to my brother Chris about it because he decided that he doesn't want kids. And um, he decided now or like always decided? Uh, no, not from being at my house. Okay. <laughs> my brother's here from Portland for a week and he's been around my kids and he's just like, no, it's reiterated the fact <laughs> I that I don't want kids. Saying five days later, he's like, I don't no, want kids. No, he's, he's, I guess him and his girlfriend have decided that they don't want kids. Okay. And I, I was telling him, I'm like, you don't realize it's literally anxiety all the time, mm-hmm. like constantly, like sending them to school and constantly worrying that something's happening or. Like when Michael went to the Bush Garden trip. And I said, I oh, shouldn't yeah. have gone. Yeah, Tiffany's like, I don't think we should send him on this field trip. And I'm like, why? She's like, I just don't trust it. Yeah, it was his first time. It, it was, was her. Like, it was his first field trip. And she's like, I just don't feel comfortable with him going on this field trip. He wasn't without any four of us. Like, his first time ever. We and usually that, chaperoned or something. I was just like, I she don't She was think the most nervous out of all of us. Mind you, me, Tiffany, and Bryce are over at the Florida State Fair living our best lives. And she's just like, I don't think you should be on this field trip. Yeah. Um, no, I kind of knew when... He would come home like, you know, I mean, he would he would talk about you and he'd be like, 
ta- it would be he was talking about his dad and then like your name would just get like casually dropped but when it's oh, when the conversation yeah, yeah how yeah. is it as a bio mom to hear like another female situation thing um again i mean i was just happy that he had someone there that was like uh mine can be a little rough and i just mean like personality what he's just not the most like affectionate man he's like a boy's yeah he's like a guy's guy he's very like like toughen up you fell down you'll be fine so michael michael is he's always been more of a sensitive kid and i mean it's been like that his entire life and so i knew that he needed a little more compassion and you know like sweetness in his life Mm -hmm. and i was just happy that i mean again it sucked (laughs) but i mean knowing that he needed a little more you know sweetness and more of a gentle touch than someone like bryce bryce is uh bryce is a, a boy's boy he is. you know and he's rough and stuff so he gets along with mike really well um so it, it made me happy i mean it did what sucked for me is when you know you guys were doing like firsts like the first time you guys went and took him to disney on ice and i couldn't afford to go so, because that was something that I wanted to do mm-hmm. with Michael was take him to Disney on Ice, and then he would come home and be like, he would tell me like, I want to go Disney on Ice, and I'd be like, okay, and I'd like work, 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 but I have my mm-hmm. bills, and I couldn't afford to go, and then he, oh, Daddy and Tiffany took me to Disney on Ice, and you know, he was so excited. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my god, you know, I'm so happy you got to go. Mm-hmm. How was it? Blah blah blah. But inside, it hurt because I couldn't give that to him. Mm-hmm. But you know, I was like, whatever, you know, we'll either do something else or we'll go another time. And I never did take him until we all got Disney on Ice tickets a couple years ago. It's a blast. But, I highly recommend. Yeah, just things like that really sucked. But you got to realize also, like, just like he's not your child 100%. Like, there's going to be things that he does with his dad first. And he should do things with his dad first. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, he should be able to create those memories with his dad's side of the family also. You don't get to have everything, you know. It sucks, but... And if there is something that really means a lot to you, like if you guys have something that, you know, is an inside joke or like if it's a a movie that you guys have always watched together and it really means a lot to you, reach out to the other family and say something. Like there was one time that there was a movie, it might have been the Minion movie or something that Michael and I had something, I couldn't remember exactly what it was. And I was just like, hey, you know, can you wait to watch this? Me and Michael are going to watch it. I think it was Hotel Transylvania 3 or something like that. I don't know what it was. I think it was the third Minions movie. Maybe it was because we were really into the minions, like, yeah, really into minions. So little things yeah, like that, that. Stupid fart gun. Oh my god, Michael had a fucking fart gun. Yeah, that was Megan's fault. I hated the thing. Yeah, I told him to take it to your house. It was the worst toy <laughs> ever. Ugh. Yeah. Don't. Sorry, I'm off topic, but I hated that fucking toy. Worst no, ever. it was it was terrible. Um, but uh, what was I saying? First. No, somewhere else. There was something else. Communicate with the parent. No. It was uh damn, I lost my train of thought. I love that. Uh, I'm trying to like reword everything that we were just saying. No, it wasn't the first. It was the movie, Minions. No. <laughs> Back to Fart Gun. <laughs> no, it wasn't the Fart Gun. It was you asked me a question. What was the question? Um, how does it feel? Damn, when did I ask it? You asked me a question. Ago. You were saying about the whole when did you become a mom type of thing. I was asking you how it Oh feel. yeah, okay. So let me get back on that. So I kind of knew, like I said, when he, oh, the stories, yeah, the stories were mostly about, you know, like, oh, me and daddy did this. And then he would just like mention your name. Uh-huh. When the stories turned to me and Tiffany did this, me and Tiffany did this, me, you know, you and Tiffany have this in common. And it was mostly about you. That's when I knew that you guys were getting like super close. Mm-hmm. So that's what it was. 
think that was yeah i think that's when i did more i think i was much more comfortable to be around Mm -hmm. him i was terrified to be around michael in the beginning because i really thought you can just break kids by touching them i didn't really i wasn't really around little kids before my sister like but i thought she was annoying as shit and it's really hard to look at someone else's child and think they're annoying as shit no it's really easy for me (laughs) well michael was really adorable at three you know it's when it's when the talking back happened that everything changed he was um, such a little mama's boy like he really is like the well was i don't really know what's going on now but he was the epitome of like he was a mama's, mama's boy. like he loved all women like he's just a cuddly like you need someone to, i mean even to this day you need someone to cuddle on the couch michael well i have to do like this i open my arms and he mm-hmm. comes running and like will cuddle with me i think that's why it was Bryce so easy like to... that too but not as much as michael no michael is my... a soft soul michael like his dad would be like do you want to play like and back then when michael didn't know how to play video games like did you want to play video games or do sports and stuff and i'd be like michael do you want to watch cartoons with me on like the blankets because i always had fluffy blankets mm-hmm. and he wanted to cuddle and lay in the blankets and just watch movies like yep. just lay down like that he's very much that was my type of person yeah he's very yeah very sweet um so yeah when you came around i definitely knew that's what michael needed and again i still had it in my head that mike just didn't know how to take my take care of michael the way that i would take care of michael you know so it made me happy to know that there was some kind of like feminine energy in there mm-hmm. um for michael's sake just so he wasn't going to get hardened by you know mike being aggressive <laughs> i don't think aggressive is the correct word but just not getting the like both sides yeah like the love not love what's the correct word i think a lot affection, of affection maybe affection because mike's not super affectionate that he needed mm-hmm. um and again like i mean i honest to god really was open-minded because one again i wasn't trying to get back together with him there was that was not in the plans for me so it's not like i was jealous or anything like that but i i I had a great stepmom so i knew that if you guys were going to work out that was the main thing too was like i didn't want to get close to someone or have michael get close to someone and then turns out you guys were only together for like six months that was a, a big fear of mine yeah um, just making sure you were actually going to stick around and, yeah, missing all the firsts and stuff. That was my biggest concern, I think. It sucks. Yeah. But, it's, you know, it is what it is. Coming to terms with the realities of what's going to happen instead of being, like, I, I think really, really, really helps. Do just you, realizing it's going to happen and embracing it and just being, like, it is what it is. Do you think the situation – oops, sorry, just hit my, your microphone. I love that. The situation of us – talking and communicating helped ease the stuff that you had to deal with beforehand what do you mean um because it, it, it's different to do no communication at all in co- like parallel parenting i think it's mm-hmm. what it's called like parallel parenting versus, you do your thing i do my yeah thing. versus like the co-parenting and then especially that one once we started talking you were involved more not involved but more, were more aware of like what was going on oh, like, we told you our plans instead of you finding out like through last Michael. minute yeah. yeah and then like obviously to where we are now that we do the plans together too so it's not just you hearing about it but you're also experiencing I think, yeah, it as well i think that that helps a hundred percent like knowing instead of yeah like just finding out through the child i think a lot can be solved and it shows respect too like it's showing hey i'm coming to you as an adult and saying this, this, and this, this is what's going on. This is what I'm doing rather than, you know, you finding out last minute or finding out through the child. It's showing like, Hey, I respect you enough to come to you and involve you, not involve you. Like you're not attending, but involve you and in letting you know, like what your child's 
doing this week. Yeah. And I think that that was the biggest thing for me, like I said, was it was not knowing. I mm-hmm. And that it's not just in this aspect of my life. It's in every aspect of my life. A lot of my anxiety stems from not knowing. Like when we were driving to soccer yesterday, I almost had a panic attack because I didn't, I, I didn't know the parking situation yesterday. Cause I was like, she's going by herself. To I know that she's never been. Before. I, and I will definitely have a panic attack if I don't know, like what the parking situation is. And that's what I said. I was like, I parked somewhere. I was like, I don't know where I'm parking, but I at least got my car parked in a spot. And I think I'm in the right spot. I don't know. And it was at night and I have horrible yeah. night vision. It was, it was a lot. And that's, but again, that's on me, but that I think definitely did help a lot us communicating and just letting me know that's my whole thing is just let me know let me know if we're not hanging out let me know if you don't want to talk to me today just let me know like just let me know so then I can ease myself you know what I mean um but parallel parenting I think is really hard it's not only hard on the parent I think it's eat that's the whole thing co-parenting I think is harder on the parents and better for the kids yes I think parallel parenting is easier for the parents but harder harder for the kids because my parents did parallel parenting. And let me tell you, it was very hard to remember what rules I was allowed to do at my dad's house, what rules I was allowed to do at my mom's house. And my mom would get mad that I was doing certain things at my dad's house. And, my da- and it was really, really, really stressful. I said that I would never do that with my kids. It puts the kid in the middle. It does. Because it it, it's easier, shitty too, yeah, because you're, you're not getting in trouble. Like, let's say, you know, like having a cell phone let's say your mom doesn't want you to have a cell phone but your dad says it's okay for you to have a cell phone so you're allowed to have a cell phone over here but then your mom finds out you're texting your friends and your mom's like you shouldn't be on your cell phone you know you're allowed to have a cell phone and then it's like but my dad says i can and i'm not getting in trouble over here like it's just terrible like i would not it works for some people and that's great i think it would i don't know i don't know i don't i don't think it works for anyone i think you're making yourself um live in i think it works life, better for the parents because you don't have to worry about anyone else yeah it's stressful. whether you see it or not like it's it's gonna affect the child when they get older you're you're you should do the brunt of the work um you decided to have these kids they didn't yeah. want to be here you know they didn't ask they didn't to ask be born they didn't ask to get divorced like you guys did this you guys figure it out it's up to you so and then the last thing before we have to get off um, I think as a lot of people, we get this comment all the time, how being that we all do stuff together, people are like, why, why didn't you guys stay married? You know, why, why uh, doesn't it make you feel, I guess, uncomfortable to do all the stuff together? And I think re- people realizing that us doing everything together for Michael is completely different than like your marriage. Oh, a hundred percent. Mike like, and I, like, we were not good married together. Like we, a hundred percent were not. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, we just we we have two very different. Actually, I don't even want to say very different personalities. I think we have a lot of things in common, which is why we clash a lot. Oh, I think you guys have more things. Like I can see it sometimes. Like yeah. you're both very like alpha headed. Yes, if that makes sense. We, no, like, yes, a hundred percent. Um, like little rhymes. We we yeah we butt heads a lot. Um, and we just don't make good partners. He doesn't have. While he has a lot of great qualities and a lot of qualities, you know, are, are great with him. He's got a great sense of humor. He's a good looking dude. Like he's, don't, he's don't got a good. He has a great sense of humor. I know. We're going to take lying. that back real quick. You know what, We're Mike, not I'm having trying. that on the record. I'm sorry. <laughs> Edit that out. I'm standing my ground here. <laughs> take away the sense of humor. No, but you know, but, but what I need in a romantic life partner, he doesn't have. And it's, it's taken a lot of maturity to realize that because it, it's just the truth. I mean, we don't work romantically at all, period. Someone could be good looking and think that you're good looking, but you're not going to be great life. It's life, not, you know, six month partners, like life partners. And that's just not, 
what we are. Um, we do it for Michael. And besides that, Tiffany and I are actually really good friends. <laughs> So and I think people I think it's easy in that sense. But. Miss out on the thing like we're doing. We're not doing like life together, all of us, where it's like a constant thing. Like the things that we do together are memories for the kids. It's mm-hmm. usually fun stuff. So everyone's in a good mood. Mm-hmm. Um, and the dads aren't even like they're always working. So it's usually just me and Tiffany and the kids. Mm-hmm. So I think people forget that like when you see on social media us doing stuff together, like it's not an everyday thing where you mm-hmm. have to deal with the t- turmoils and the struggles of, uh, of like a marriage and divorce. Yeah. We're doing fun stuff with the kids. So Megan gets to see, you know, her kids having fun. Mike gets to see Michael having fun. Like we're all doing it to give him the memories that we didn't get to have. And make him so he doesn't have to choose, you know. Yeah. And it's fun for all of us to experience it rather than like, oh, Megan gets to do this. Like, goddamn, we wish we could do this or Mm -hmm. vice versa type of thing. Like, And you got to remember, too, like we, Tiffany and I, we, this is our business. Like we work together. We do content for a living. We batch a lot of content, guys. We're not together every single day. <laughs> Tiffany was sick all last week. We were only together, I think, Monday of last week? Yes. And Saturday of this yeah, week. Yeah, because then I went to urgent care on Tuesday. Yep. Like, we were not together really at all, especially working. I think you you came over, like, Wednesday night when my I brother did. was here, but only for a couple hours. Like, we are not together every single day. We batch a lot of content. I know it looks like we are on social media, but we do have two completely separate lives. Um, but yeah. Oh, that's, that's, that's the alarm to pick up the kids. That's the alarm to pick up the kids. I love that. We do pick up the kids every day together, though. We do. <laughs> and at the end of the day, like, oh, I had a point with this and I was going away with it for, oh, we're create. Nope. I lost the point again. <laughs> I love that for you. I had a point with the stuff that we do together. Cause I know people always say, just, this is what happens when we don't prepare our podcast. We had, I had this podcast written like a week and a half ago, but she got sick. I know. There is a point about us like doing all of this together. The memories we do for it Michael. for the kids. We do it, um, and we film it for you oh, guys to show. Like, there's times obviously when you get a divorce, my, or the kid, the child of divorce, is going to have time with mom and time with dad. Mm-hmm. They don't really ever have that nuclear parent time anymore. Us combining the family together allows Michael to still have that where he never has to miss or be like. Because we all go through it. I even as an adult go through it. Be like, you know, it'd be so much easier if my parents were together instead of visiting two homes. Um, Doing this for Michael allows him to experience like that mom Mm -hmm. and dad together type of thing without mom and dad having to be together. Because he used to want us all live in the same house. And I'm like, it's no for me. (laughs) So he gets to like experience that and have a little bit of that, even if it's for like a few hours. Like it does help his heart to see you know, mom and dad together in a setting where he's having fun. Everyone's smiling and laughing. He's not seeing mom and dad fighting and arguing. And it's and- nice to know that his parents don't yeah. hate each other. It doesn't make him feel like he's a product of people who fucking hate each other. Mm-hmm. And selfishly enough for myself, I honestly love it because it gets we get to include Bryce and Bryce gets to grow up with his brother. And we both know what it's like, or especially me, to, mm-hmm. you know, have half. Look at my fucking elbow in that dry ass tan um, he never gets to like be like i wish i had photos of my parents together like he has tons, tons. of memories with yeah. mom dad and step parents like and his brother mm-hmm. he never gets to be like oh well this is what i did my mom's and then this is what i do with my dad's like he gets to be like you know we have nights with all four parents there mm-hmm. yay like he gets to experience and see what a hot mess is freaking dad and stepdad are yeah he gets to kind of essentially have his cake and eat it too because Mm -hmm. his parents are divorced but he still gets to have his parents together 
in a lot of his memories, not just for like graduation, not just for special occasions. Like we do family nights together Mm -hmm. just for the hell of it. And I think it shows too, just the life lesson of sometimes things aren't going to work out. Like Mm -hmm. you're not going to get the job you want. Like things in life aren't just, they're just not going to go your way. It doesn't mean you need to turn it into something sour. Like we literally got divorced, but yet we love him so much. We came together and we're giving him the best possible life that he can have with both of his parents. Like you don't, it doesn't have to be sour and God forbid, like we say it all the time. One day, if he decides to get divorced, his first option is not going to be, Oh my God, well, I fucking hate this bitch. Oh my God, mm-hmm. I'm taking the kids and running. I, I would hope to God that his first relation, his first thing would be, how can I make this work? Like, what can I do for the better life of my kids? And you know, and even bigger than that, realizing that if you don't get along with someone or that you don't oh, see yeah. eye to eye with someone, doesn't have to be toxic or nasty. Mm-hmm. Like he can see like, oh, you know, my mom and dad didn't or work out, but there was no hostility. There was no yeah. toxicness. There was no screaming, yelling, hateful words being said back he knows, and forth. He, he can, knows that we're not going to get back together. Let yeah, me just make that he very can clear. learn <laughs> to be like, oh, I can have differences with people and in still the get world along. and society and still mm-hmm. respect other people's opinions because you know today in society if you don't have the same opinions as everyone else it's it's drama. you're getting canceled yep. no. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just teaching him a bigger area in life a bigger lesson not area i'm sorry no that's, a bigger that's lesson very in life of you know you can disagree with people and still create a healthy environment period and on that note we have to go pick up those kids now talk about the kids we gotta get them kids kids. so thank you so much just because concluding season three we will see you in season four we'll have to figure out how we're doing that it'll be probably january yeah january damn but we'll we'll, we'll we'll be back sooner yeah we will yeah i'm sure we'll have a lot of holiday stuff we could talk about oh for sure maybe we'll pre-film some podcasts or some things i don't know maybe we'll see i don't know and i won't be dying with allergies from the cats like today yeah. It didn't help that I laid the clothes everywhere and then put them on and now I'm like fucking dying. I love that for you. <laughs> but yeah, so we will see you guys in the new – unless you follow us on social media, then you guys can catch us because we'll still be doing that all year. Yes. Um, it's just the podcast that's taking a break because, again, you know, soccer moms. Um, Instagram. Soccer moms. Instagram. We are Moms of Tampa. Everywhere else we're Moms of Tampa. We're starting to be more active on YouTube and Amazon Live. Follow us there um, if you guys ever want to catch us live. Yes. We are on live on Facebook and um, Instagram and Amazon. So follow us on YouTube again. And we will catch y'all next year. Have a safe holiday, everybody. And thank you for tuning in and supporting us. We love you.